Hey guys, and welcome back to Married to India. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Amy Rigetti, and I am married to India. You know, my husband, born and raised there, came over to the United States in 1998. And that's where all this began. So for those of you not familiar with who I am, I'd encourage you to kind of go back and listen. Part of the big reason why I wanted to go from episode one to 26 and just kind of give you guys real quick timestamps of how we got to today is so that those listening who might just think I am just an American married to an Indian can understand all the things we kind of went through in order to get to where I am today. My mindset definitely has shifted from when I first met my husband to where we are now. And I think that in order to judge me or have an opinion on what I believe, say, or think, you should probably definitely educate yourself a little bit on who I am first. So as we move into this episode, I want to talk about us purchasing 585 and going from 242 in the small community, just walking distance away into this new community where there were more houses, you know, bigger homes. And of course, we felt that maybe we would be able to just meet new families and our kids could grow up with the same kids, you know, from kindergarten, you know, till they graduate high school. So here we are buying 585. And this was technically a four bedroom, four bedroom, three and a half bath home and colonial style in a nice little community of 47 houses, HOA, which we were very excited about because we felt, you know, it wasn't that we wanted to be able to uh, control anything, but we just felt like it would definitely keep the neighborhoods looking nice and um, really give us a sense of feeling that people cared. And so we moved into this house. It was like, perfect. The roads were like neat and the sidewalks were neat and all these trees were lined. It was really what everybody would probably consider the American dream. And all these families started moving in with kids, our kids ages. And I was just so excited. I was almost too eager to meet every family that was moving in. And we were one of a handful of like the probably like middle of the community being finished, we had moved in and we were super excited, you know, met our neighbors. And this is really where we started to learn a little bit about like, what it really meant to live in a community and be surrounded about by people who also had different parenting styles, you know, um, and right in our faces, you know, everybody's just judging everybody because these are your kids. And it's like, are you going to let somebody or are the kids going to be allowed in this person's house? And so I started learning a little bit of like community politicking, if you will, and what exactly HOAs bring to a community and the chaos and how the thinking of that HOA is very relative to, you know, what the bigger picture is. And so with us, 585, we lived there for 16 years, and that's the longest either of us have lived anywhere. And so that home will always, always, always fall in those favorite places that we ever lived. But unfortunately, it wasn't very shortly after we moved in there that I realized I don't want to live here. And as much as I would tell Srinu from like, I want to say it was within 60 days, I was like, we need to move. And he's like, we just moved here. Like, why would we move? There were just things that were happening that I was like, so sad about. I was sad about the fact that um, our neighbors to the one side of us started putting up a fence and it was going on our side of the property. And when you talk to them, 
he was at the time our neighbor was the helicopter pilot for President Bush. And he just was very arrogant. He was very cocky. He didn't want to hear it. You know, even surveyors came out and striped the line. He didn't care. You know, he was going to do whatever he wanted. And unfortunately, because of his position and his clout, everybody wanted to be friends with him, which caused a little bit of isolation for us. And that was just 60 days into living there. And I thought, oh my God, this is my life. And I remember Srinu saying, Amy, it doesn't matter what our neighbors say, think, or do. This is, you know, we just need to worry about our home and make sure that whatever we're doing in our home is right. And you just need to put on blinders. And I did that for 16 very long years um, as neighbors moved out and new neighbors moved in. It really felt like I couldn't win no matter which way we went. And I also learned in that time that we probably didn't make a very good choice by moving into a community that had an HOA because, again, the rules and how they're enforced and what people pick at and judge and believe is all relative. That's all, you know, open to being scrutinized by the person sitting in the president's seat and all the little people that are sitting at the table monthly with him and trying to be friends with him. And we learned that probably given the purchase of 585, we probably should have purchased a different home at that time. We we thought that we would outstay our neighbors <laughs> and we, we almost did. Um, but even now here we're sitting in 2023, but when we had decided, you know, finally after 16 years and, you know, 2019, that maybe it was time for us to move on you know, that one neighbor is still there. We would have never outlived them in that community. And I think at some point I started telling myself, like, I just need privacy. You know, evidently we're not going to make friends in our communities like we thought. And, you know, we're just going to need privacy. We started looking at other things. I had a lot of, you know, thoughts on our decision to leave Fairfax and come out you know, to Falkir County and um, live out here and, you know, just kind of build a new life for ourselves around um, a community that wasn't maybe so saturated with Indians. And I, I used to have a lot of doubt whether that was the right choice for us at the time, but I didn't know enough about the Indian culture. And if I could go out on a limb and say, I was probably sheltered a lot from the Indian culture. I think Srinu just didn't, he's a very, very private person. And I think he just didn't want to open ourselves, our world or our kids up to that kind of judgment, scrutiny, or, you know, put us in a box of what society felt we should be and shouldn't be. Um, and I know that we used to, we used to get a lot of looks when we would go out shopping. Um, I don't know if I already talked about this before, but I, I think I was more heightened and aware of it than Srinu ever was. But when we used to go to the store, like we would go to the mall and there was one time we were walking to JCPenney and we walked in and in the middle of JCPenney, they have these round circular like clearance racks of clothes and stuff. And so people are walking on one side to come in, one side to go out. And as we were coming in, there was this Indian family, you know, typical mom, dad, kids, grandparents walking out. And I remember this, this elderly lady just, locked eyes on us and she just couldn't stop staring she was in such disbelief of what her eyes were seeing that she walked right into this clothing rack um and i looked at serena and i said did you see that and he's like what and i was like she like walked right into the clothing rack because she couldn't stare long enough and you know i used to have this 
this thing with me that I used to always say when this happened to us was, you know, damn, just take a picture to last longer. Because sometimes it would be so uncomfortable, the amount of staring and the length of staring, knowing that we were being stared at. And Srinu was oblivious to this. But um, for me, I wasn't. It was just one of probably the hardest things in our relationship as a, you know, biracial couple for me to kind of get over people just looking at us staring at us whispering talking we knew it it was going on but it was really tough because i'd never experienced that type of um behavior you know not even when i was in high school you know how catty girls can be but i never experienced it so for me this was this was definitely 585 was a learning experience to really make me Think about all the choices that we've made up until this point, you know, how we raised our kids, you know, the community choices that we made and where to live, um, even where we decided to actually finally settle down in being in this community. You know, you really have the ability to start reflecting back when you've lived somewhere for that long and your kids are now in high school, you know, about to graduate and you think about, oh, what could I have done? What should I have done? Um, why didn't I do that? And so 585 was a lot of that for us. Again, guys, I'd love for you guys to subscribe, like, share, and follow me everywhere. Until the next episode, which is going to be for us, episode number 17, I'm going to talk a little bit about acceptance in a community at that one. I think, you know, it's important for families to understand, especially couples that are dating and considering like getting married, and they really haven't talked about the hard stuff. I want to talk a little bit about what it means to find acceptance in a community. So till the next time, guys, I can't wait to see you on the next episode.